0: Welcome to the Charity Network News Podcast, inspiring you to make the world a better place. Our host is Lex Lumiere, an award-winning therapeutic artist whose family legacy includes over a hundred years of art exhibits and providing artwork for international nonprofit fundraisers. In our show, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews from philanthropy leaders or creative souls, as well as news and insights to help you make a positive impact in your community. Now let's jump into your daily dose of juice. Please join us in creating excellence
1: Hi, my name is Lex Lumer, I'm here with the U.S. Department of Arts and Culture as, as a citizen artist and I am here with this lovely mariachi family today for the People's State of the Union Address 2021 and I'm really excited to share the stage with you guys. Please tell me a little bit about
2: yourself and where you're from. Sure, my name is Adelina Longoria and this is my brother Adrian Longoria and uh, we are uh, in Houston, Texas right now, my parents home, we're a multi-generational mariachi family. And uh, uh, my dad, my brother is a full-time musician um, and I am a psychologist, but also do music on the side.
1: That's wonderful. So tell us a little bit about the instruments that
2: you play.
3: Uh, I play the violin and also the vihuela, which is a little small guitar used in mariachi and also the bass, which is the guitarron. It's used in the mariachi ensemble. So those three instruments and I also sing. But I play all those.
2: And I play the guitar and
1: I also sing. That's wonderful. So tell me a little bit about how your family like got started as a mariachi band.
3: Um, The, our family mariachi, it started with my dad and my older brothers. They, um, they had a, they started a a band together and I'm not sure exactly what year, but it's probably like in the eighties.
0: Okay.
3: and they, they, they play together and then eventually I, I came in to play with them as well. And the, the band still exists. It's, it's currently um, managed under my older brother, Jose Longoria, who is also like a, a, a full-time, well, he's just a part-time musician, but he's a full-time teacher. M- oh, mariachi, okay. mariachi instructor at both high school level and uh, middle school and also now college so at the University of Houston. That's what wow. That's what he does. And I currently have my own mariachi band, which is called Mariachi Tradición de Jalisco. So, with with my other brother, Jose Jorge Longoria, which was the one that you met as well, and uh, uh, we, we're the one that run run the group, group at the moment. My 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 band. Yeah, that's wonderful.
2: Yeah, and even before that, right? So even before that, like I was saying, we're a multi generational mariachi family, and so uh, you know. We have musicians on my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. And it was interesting sort of how uh, these two families sort of came together, right? My grandfather mm-hmm. uh, was a mariachi, um, you know, he's still alive, but you know, he's not, no longer playing, but he played the guitar, which is the bass. And he was very good friends with with my dad. Um, they, they all grew up sort of in the same, similar rural areas in, in Mexico, uh, outside of León, Guanajuato. And, um, and and they met each other and they played together in a band uh, and that's how they met, that's how he, uh, my dad met my mom and uh, the rest is history.
1: Wow, that's that's amazing. What a gift to like pass down to your, through your family, The gift of music, you know, because yeah. music is really beautiful. I think it has a great way of like healing people.
3: Yeah, it's, it's very powerful. Sometimes as musicians, we don't know how, uh, how much of an impact we leave on in, like in, in our clients or our friends, or, um, people that we play for in general. Uh, but yes, yeah, now I kind of figure and, and see it more, especially with the pandemic, because lately we played at funerals and stuff like that. So it's very powerful, the music and, and just playing for people in general, you know, making them happy for like their birthday or a special event that they have, an anniversary, any type of event.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, fun. you represent the energy of joy. Yes. You're, yeah. You bring the energy of joy to every situation, even if it's a funeral because mm-hmm. there's a happy memory attached to the music or songs yeah. that you play evoke certain memories for people. And you know, she could tell you, she's a psychologist. Yeah, <laughs> <of course. laughs> you know, exactly. but it's it's really, I think it's a really beautiful thing, especially for your culture to carry on the cultural tradition, traditions, because you could have, you know, you could have gone like 50 Cent route or the Enrique Iglesias route, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but you stayed true to the family's gifts. And that's really beautiful. Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's interesting, you know, kind of, talking to what my brother was saying that you know mariachi is sort of um there's sort of the the soundtrack to the lives of 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 many latinos right especially you know here in houston we see that especially amongst people who are mexican mexican american central central american and, and 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 you're the you're the you're the you help people feel the emotions whether it's joy or if you're at a funeral you help them mourn right uh and it's 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 not you know some people may see like oh they just you know they just hired a mariachi and they're here playing but it's so much more than that i mean you you get into the intimate lives of people simply because you're there doing some very special sometimes difficult moments in their lives
1: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, we love music. I think music has helped keep us sane even through the pandemic. That's mm-hmm. right. So, how have you used music to stay connected with people even from a distance?
3: Well, me, since um, I'm kind of into, uh, I'm I'm a newer generation. You no, know, I, I got a little bit of both, both the older and the newer. So I, <laughs> I have social media, Instagram and Facebook and all that, okay. and I also have a YouTube channel but um so i i got whenever the pandemic started we haven't we didn't work we stopped working for maybe like a whole f- three months that we we didn't do no, no events they were all canceled or postponed so I, what i did uh, there's this app called a- acapella and it's it's basically you you um you record videos and then join them together and and like so you could get a video from somebody that's far away in another country in another city Mm -hmm. and then you you play the same song or or you could collaborate with one another and then um, yeah and and that's basically what what i did for some time for a couple of days i did it every day and 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 that was one of the ways that i i would stay sane like as a musician because you know i miss playing for me i almost play every day even if it's like a serenade or or a funeral or mostly during the week um we have one one type of event or or, or something special that we go play or perform mm-hmm. and, and especially weekends that's for us that's our our main job to play at weddings quinceañeras parties so whenever that stopped completely it was it was kind of depressing but at the same time we i, I found a, a way to kind of stay active and and make it interesting to to not miss it as much well,
1: i think that self-care is so important you know for you it's music mm-hmm. So my question, she was like, for you, how do you self-care? You know, as a psychologist, like what what do you recommend?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, for me, music is 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 definitely one of my my outlets. It's that release, you know, and there's something um, about, you know, belting a ranchera, for instance, right, that just releases so many things, you know, so many of uh, um, so many things within you. Uh, I remember when the pandemic started uh, a, a you know a year ago and uh, mm-hmm. I think it was maybe April it was March or April and my one of my, my oldest brother came to visit me in Austin because that's where I live and he uh, you know we get together and we have these jam sessions so we were at my house and we you know we had like a, a jam session and he goes let's go on Facebook you know and we just you know we were playing for people asking that you know we we get together and we and we'll play for people on Facebook and we let them request songs and mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool because a lot of people were like, man, thank you. Thank you so much for brightening our night, brightening our night. And in like a, Mm -hmm. you know, that was the beginning of the pandemic. So, you know, people were just kind of, you know, on edge, They weren't sure like what's going to happen, how long is this going to last? And I remember, you know, those, those videos are recorded on Facebook. And I remember weeks later, you know, even months later, um, you know, being in my house alone, putting on like my, my headphones and just feeling like that was, you know, that was that, that's that soft blanket, you know, the, the right. that just listening to that and, and feeling that familiarity, um, something to, to appease you and, and and ease this sense of like, I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what, I'm, I'm listening to this, I'm listening to the voices, my brother, my nephew, you know, us singing together. And it just brought me so much comfort. It brought me so mm-hmm. much comfort. And you know, just I remember listening to that over and over.
1: Right? Do you feel like the the music, the pandemic gave you a greater appreciation for each other? You know, as individuals and as musicians.
3: Yeah. The power
1: of your music.
3: Yeah. Um, especially well like my band members right now, it's currently eight of us and, and my two nephews. Um so for for us seeing seeing each other every weekend or almost we probably see each other more than our, our families you know <laughs> that's basically the truth. on weekends we're, we're together so many hours we pass we um yeah we enjoy time together basically like we're family and so when when that stopped it was yeah you know we, we used still keep in touch with like sending messages how are y'all doing how's your family but but yeah it, it was tough because we're, we're used to seeing one another and then so finding ways to kind of stay together and then um, and also because a, a lot uh, half of half of the members that I have, they they do a music full time like a mariachi full time and and have they have another job. So uh, for for us it was kind of tough as well because uh, I mean we still had to work or and or find other ways to to, to get an income uh, income stream of money and so it, it was it was tough but but it was very uh, we we learned a lot that that you know to kind of not not. Um, not, not give it for granted, you know, that we see each other every weekend and, and kind of just enjoy it more and then really, really make it, make it more important whenever we play together to, it's a memory that, that we leave in the people and then uh, between us as well.
2: Because you guys really enjoy being together. Yeah, right? we enjoy
3: being together. They, yeah. they have
2: a lot of fun, you know, they yeah. you, go, you go out with your group and, and you're just enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It's not just like, Oh, I got to go to work. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, they're joking. <laughs> yeah. They're eating together. Yeah, we always
3: eat together. We we, we play together. And then we uh, we have, I mean, when we have an event, we, we're always together. So it's, we, we really miss each other. Like, like brothers, I guess. Yeah, like family.
1: Yeah, and you know, here comes a pandemic, right? And you're looking at the fact that, you know, I get to see you next weekend and you're healthy and you're still here. Yeah. Because we have half a million people on the planet that can't say that, you know.
2: And so I feel
1: like when I see my art friends, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see you, you know. Just grateful, just a great and a deep sense of appreciation, not just the talent. There's so much raw talent, you know, and I think that the beauty of technology is it brings a lot of it to the forefront. And so even with you guys, you get to step up and on Facebook and stuff, you get to share. And Mm -hmm. it helps, I think it really helps people's mental health, you know. Absolutely. It really does absolutely
3: yeah like, like for example we we uh i had never done a a, a virtual gig basically before the before the pandemic mm. it was i had never done that so for for me it was something different and uh so i i usually have a, an account with uh it's called the bash it, it used to be gig, gig masters and so you get gigs there and and i started seeing like some of that oh virtual gig uh in this place or you know they're they're, they're the first one i think we did it was the, the, the person was in the people were in California, and it was like for a company, like a company party. Like, they had a uh, margaritas and stuff like that. So it, they were all like in their own house, and and yeah, the band to play like for like 30 minutes or whatever. And and it was the first time. in, so I, I told I told a couple of my band members, you know, we're, we're gonna do a gig. Oh yeah, but what, where is it? Oh, we're gonna do it in, in the back the room that <laughs> I have. Somebody come high. over. Yeah, yeah, but but who's gonna come or what? Well, no, we're gonna do it virtually on, on the on the screen on the computer. Oh, okay oh, that's weird um, oh, but I guess that's <laughs> fine and it's kind of weird as well because you know you, you, you're just playing basically us, us three or four or five or, or whoever and and you don't you don't get the feedback really from the people because because normally we're used to being around the people or playing for somebody or, or making somebody being emotional towards us or or mm-hmm. showing their emotions and and it, it was just kind of weird but I mean you, we are dancing we, around you yeah, or dancing or they want to sing as well or doing a grito and stuff like that. So it was kind of weird, but then you get you get kind of used to it. And then when we finish each song, they would talk and okay, oh, can can you do this song? Do you know this song? And and, and they were just they were still having fun even though they're they were at their home. But it was it was a different way, of, of um, yeah, of, of doing a performance, which was very new to us, and it still is. But but I mean we we we've, we've learned to, to do it more. So that's I guess the new normal. And sometimes some cases that, but I, and I guess that's also the The great part of technology, you know, we could be with somebody that's so far away, but yet, you know, enjoy the moment together with music or or some sort of art. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think, well, it's almost like people become television, you know, you're so used to seeing people. Yeah. Yeah, There are certain people you see on television, and then when you see them in person, you're like, oh, that's,
0: you know, you have to do a double
1: take, and now you're like on TV, you know. but I still think there's such beauty in being able to be with people, and be present with them, and touch them, and to, to dance in your music—that'd be fabulous, you know. And so it'll make people appreciate you more as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Actually, we we did an event. Um, I think it was last week. It, it, she, it was for a client that she was she was really sick already. Uh, I'm I'm not sure um, I'm not sure what, what what she was sick from, or but but she was she was in bed and. and and her daughter she called us to if we could play some songs like an hour for her it was her birthday and that was very powerful because um i mean she looked very sick but but she was having a good time and and her family was there and it was very emotional you know because she was asking for songs that that they might be sad or or thinking about death or something like that you know that we normally um yeah connect with with like a funeral or something like that but but they were, they were having fun and enjoying the moment and, and we were glad, you know, we could be part of that. And it's it's very powerful that what, what we sometimes do. I mean, sometimes we don't notice it because we it, for that is it's like just another gig because we always do it almost every day. So for us, it's just we're just performing and, and trying to do our best. But uh, but yeah, people, you know, after after we finished her, her her husband and then her daughter, she they were really oh we appreciate you very much, you know you made my mom very happy and this was very special for us. They recorded videos and stuff like that. So uh, that's very that, that makes us happy as, as musicians as artists and uh, and it's so we don't just see it like a business. It's, I mean we do this full time, but but I guess that's the more most rewarding part of it that that the people are really they enjoy what what we do for them and. And I'm not, well, yeah, these- and I'm
1: sure that was huge for her to have you there, especially even with COVID. You know, for you to show yeah. up and play for her birthday, yeah, yeah. bedbound. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with patients, I have clients. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's a wonderful thing that you did for her. But I also call those God wings when you notice that your faith intercedes in someone's life. You know, here you are showing yeah, up yeah. and they're celebrating her. You're the energy of celebration, even in mourning, your celebration, because depending yeah. on your your spiritual beliefs. Um, if mm-hmm. you have a faith-based police system, then you know that this is not the end. You know, it's yeah, a celebration right. of life that you lived a great life. You know, we're celebrating your presence and who you are, and you bring that music to the table.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So, tell me a little bit about how the government responded to COVID-19 in your community, and how how do you think we can do it better
2: in the future? Yeah, you know, I think. Um wow, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, how things sort of uh, escalated, you know, a year ago when we sort of started mm-hmm. um, this and and the frustration there was uh, when yeah. you're thinking, wow, you know, where do I get tested? How do I get tested? You know, not understanding that. Um, also, I think there was a lot of um, frustration around, you um, how do we protect ourselves, right? Um, it took a while for people to sort of get on the same page about, you know, mask wearing and, um, you know, gatherings and things like that. And I think, you know, there was definitely some frustration um, from that perspective. I think also from, you know, from uh, I know for our family, and I know this is the case for a lot of families who still practice very like homeopathic medicine, right? Yeah. You know, thinking. What do I have in my home that I can use, <laughs> right? What to protect myself, right? Arphetic. What you, have to, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and that's how a lot of uh, you know uh, immigrant families function, right? We believe right. in uh, holistic homeopathic medicine, but I remember you know my my dad and 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 family members and stuff saying like you can make this tea and it's good for your immunity and and yeah. so I think there was a mix of so many things, you know, our dad in july of last year he got covid he's a transplant recipient oh wow and he was actually gigging he was actually gigging He, you know he's he shouldn't be gigging you know we told we told him he didn't need to be gigging but yeah. but he he's was like i love the music does, <laughs> he, does. He,
3: he loves it yeah that's and okay. he won't listen to us so
2: yeah and he won't li- and he didn't listen to us right now so, he does but... yeah now yeah <laughs> so take got, your sink pops yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he got covid he was intubated um he was wow. in the hospital for 20 22 days and you know the doctor that was said scary for you yeah oh it gosh. was super scary it was super scary because yeah. you know you go and you drop off your family member basically at the hospital because yeah. you can't be yeah
3: I, ha- I had to do that so yeah. I-, I, had to, I had to take him with my mom and then i have to i had to drop him off and and just basically leave him there and so it was kind of it was it was tough on my mom on, on my family but but eventually we got through it and yeah thank god you know yeah by the
2: grace of god yeah mm-hmm. it was a huge like for us it was like a huge miracle right yeah. because right soon, no, absolutely yeah as soon as the doctors called us the first time they said we don't think he's going to make it you know and i just and you know i just was like hey you know at the end of the day god has the final say and so, um, you know, we we just, you know, we were really prayerful and uh, thankful, you know, just grateful that, you know, my dad is still here with us. You know, he he had to, um, he, you know, he basically had to regain his strength. We rehab, we rehabbed him here at home, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was I was here seeing that process of him starting to play the trumpet again. When he got out of the hospital, he didn't want to hear anything. He didn't want to hear. Yeah, I was like, hey, let me you know, let me play this music for you. And he was like, I don't want to hear anything. You know, it was just a sort of weird you know trauma that yeah. he was of. and oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And then I said, you know, you need to start playing the trumpet again. You need to start. You need to start. And you know, just pushing him, and, and he did. And and I have videos, seeing of that that progress day to day of him. And now he's playing the trumpet like nothing, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that that helped him is like realizing, like you know, here's this small goal that I can have. Like you know, there, there's still you know, there's still purpose and in my life, and 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 there are things that I can still do. And so uh, it's a constant reminder. Like even in that, music has been very instrumental.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would think even for him, you know, to be dropped off at a hospital and you do not know you
2: like I had, I
1: also went into the hospital one way, but not for COVID and you know, there are COVID patients all around me though. And I'm thinking, wow, yeah, yeah, what yeah. if I catch this or, you know what I mean? I, you know, bless your father's heart. Cause I know that has to be really scary for anyone that has to be put into the hospital for a term. but what a blessing that like he was able to come out. He was one of the 500,000 that made it out. You know, yeah. well,
3: we got COVID as well. So, my family, we all got infected some way or another. We're not wow. sure how, but but uh, yeah, we we all got got sick, but not as bad as my dad. He, he was the one, uh, that. Uh,
1: yeah, you're right. It is very much a miracle and a blessing that you're still here to play music for all of us.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you very for miracle. being of service to the community as well. So, how do you think that we could do it better in the future? i mean what and and i'll just preface this for a moment you know it tickles me is like they got mad when the president was saying it was the chinese flu but i get tickled because we had the spanish flu nobody's mad at it being called the spanish flu (laughs) you know what i mean um so and i i don't think our great great grandparents wrote enough notes for us you know I look at my grandfather he's 87 and he lived through the polio epidemic and he lived you know through he goes like HIV AIDS was huge. you just couldn't touch people you know (laughs) he goes in a more intimate way he goes and now we have COVID you know how do you think that we could or the government could really uh, do things better moving into the future
3: oh oh, can you repeat the question I I think uh, it it cut off a little bit
1: how do you think that the government response can be better in the future for dealing with a pandemic?
2: Any ideas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think uh, I'm a big believer in preventative medicine, and I think that's where we need to start. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many, um, there's so, and dealing with the inequities in in the in the medical system, in the healthcare system, really. Um, and I think really starting there. You know, why really dealing with this, why do we have a higher incidence of obesity and and heart issues uh, amongst, Lat- you know, black communities and Latino communities um, and and dealing with with uh, with the preventative stuff. Right. You know, right. That's, these comorbidities are, are the are the biggest, you know, um, sort of issues for us as we deal with COVID. And so I think you know, really focusing on that, focusing on how do how do we get how do we deal with the inequities in our healthcare system? How do we um, get people uh, the care that they need so that they aren't at risk for things like this? Because you know what, this is not going to be the last virus we're going to see. Oh no, mm-hmm. that's just the reality. And so um, I think you know dealing with with health from that perspective, um, I think is really 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 important um to 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 what the outcomes will look like for sure Mm -hmm. yeah
1: absolutely i just wondered too why no one ever addressed you know people were rushing to get the vaccine but no one ever addressed the vitamin or mineral deficiencies in the diet you know uh dr lipinski at harvard in 2015 did a research study uh on he was actually studying ebola Mm -hmm. and he found out in that in that clinical study that Uh, You could not catch Ebola, any of the coronaviruses, or any virus if you had enough selenium in your diet. Hmm. And when we have infants, the doctors will tell you, uh, don't forget to give the baby selenium, you know, and selenium Hmm. is in eggs and it's in certain types of food. But then on the, the other thing is you have a zinc deficiency because you can't catch a virus if you have zinc. Zinc does not allow a virus in a cell. So. That was the other flip of it, you know, but I guess if you're trying to move a vaccine or a product, you're really gonna not really talk about that much.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and on top of it, hitting the Latin community like it has, it's really impacted the Native American community as
2: well. Yeah, yeah.
3: And also the, the, I think the, the the nutrition, because I mean, a lot of people, especially young people, that they're used to eating a lot of fast food, not, mm-hmm. not, eating, not eating no vegetables or any, any salads or or stuff that's more healthy for them you know that they the fast food the hamburgers all that stuff and and i I think it's more yeah teaching teaching the younger um also and also the older right but but especially the young the younger kids about about nutrition and that thing it's very important for for their health and and for any issues to prevent any issues they're going to have in the future Mm -hmm. long term
2: yeah i mean and 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 that goes hand in hand with the access accessibility to, mm-hmm. to healthy food sources, yeah, right? Exactly. You know why 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 do we live in a country where it's you know it's cheaper to get a hamburger at McDonald's than you know get you know a healthy, green, uh, plant based you know meal, right? Mm-hmm. Or Organic even uh, and even non organic. You know why 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 is that? You know and and really reckoning with those with those kinds of questions, like how do we make these sorts of food sources um, that are healthy and that that have an impact on pre- are our, our preventative, the preventative side, the preventative medicine side of dealing um, with, with what we're gonna face in the future. Mm. Right. Well, part of that I think is because, you know, maybe Big Pharma doesn't want that,
1: <laughs> mm. you know? Yeah. It's, it's a product, because a lot of the pharmaceutical companies, even though they carry American names, are based out of China. You know, people don't have people don't know that and so what i wonder with the food because you look at have you ever seen the movie *A beautiful truth Mm-mm. no i haven't seen. It. you have to watch it together it's an amazing movie but it's done by a young man whose father was a veterinarian but he was a veterinarian for wildlife so anytime some wildlife would get injured they would fly it to his father father's clinic or bring it to his father's clinic and he was just a young man studying like canine canine teeth and this movie stumbles upon his experience learning about food and nutrition and it goes to um, Max Gershon of uh, the Gershon Clinic. I don't know if you know who she is but uh, Charlotte Gershon is the longest living survivor of uh, tuberculosis in the world and it was because her father was a nutritionist that cured her and they both survived the Holocaust. I
3: have a a book yeah the Gershon yeah it's
1: That film is really powerful, but it goes to kind of show you the history behind trying to control the food industries Mm -hmm. and uh, the medicinal industries. So what's interesting about our culture is because we love holistic things, you know, we're very connected to the earth in a way and we like our little gardens, we like to grow things, but as the generations go a hundred years from now, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what planting and gardening looks like a hundred years from now. What do you think music's going to look like a hundred years from now?
3: That's very tough to say, but um, I mean, I I think music it's gonna be a part of a, a, our culture no matter what, you know. It's 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 a necessity for us because um, I mean we hear it every day. We it's it's part it's part of a it's part of our culture, part of our life, everyday life. You know, anywhere mm-hmm. you go, you, you go to the store, you, you hear it. Uh, you, you you get in your car, you, you hear it. You see a movie, you hear music, so it's it's part of it. The the, the probably the, what's gonna change maybe the type of music that people listen to or what, whatever is mainstream. You know, right mm-hmm. now I, we do mariachi music, like the mariachi genre, ranchera, and all that. And right. uh, for us, it's it's not as mainstream as as other styles of music, especially like in the Latin music. Like uh, right now, mm-hmm. you hear mostly like uh, bandas or norteños. Chata, yeah chata yeah especially salsa it's very popular even amongst um uh, mm-hmm. all, all sorts of all sorts of people but uh um but i think it's still going to be a part of a part of the everyday culture some on some, some sort of way right do, but do you, um, think, do
1: you think instruments are still going to exist
3: oh that's yeah that's <laughs> very tough
1: <laughs> i'm just curious
3: uh, i i think so because um because uh, it, it's, it's just something about connecting to to an instrument that that's that's um, it make it makes it so much uh, more deep than, than actually being on the computer and making music because mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I do both I, I, I also I'm an arranger and I, and I write music and stuff like that but it, it's it's something it, it's it's like the reason why why people book us you know and they, they could they could put on a, a CD player and and. The, the recording is sounds way probably way better than the live music you know it sounds so much better it's it sounds so, so much louder everything sounds sounds better than, than than like an actual band but but there's not that connection that the people are actually there and or, or when you sing with feeling how you how do you mm-hmm. transmit that and, and you transmit it to somebody and they feel what you're trying to to get through that through through or across and um yeah i, I think it's really hard to get rid of that because it's right. its it, it's part of our lives at the moment. But uh, yeah, probably eventually you're, you're going to have more more electronic music or or music that's done with fake instruments or, mm-hmm. or synthetic instruments. But um, I think the connection to playing an instrument or, or performing or singing live music, uh, it's, it's going to be tough to, to get rid of it as a whole.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be that, uh, you know, we're seeing the, the influence of artificial intelligence mm-hmm. everywhere we go, right? And, oh, yeah. Like, and the ability to, you know, I could see AI already, you know, moving towards the ability to build a song, but that that in-person presence, I don't, there's nothing like that, right? And I think Adrian's right. You know, that, that's the the reason why people, you know, hire us in person, you know, to come and, 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 and perform and, and to be part of, uh, you know, the things that they're going through. Um, as opposed to putting on, you know, uh, you know, uh, a, a record or, or anything um, that they could listen to whenever, you know, there's there's such a difference. And, and there is there's a we there's a transmission of we, we transmit something right uh, good vibes. You know, yeah, we, we trend we transmit uh, feelings and emotions. You know, we make people feel things. I mean, that's just the reality. They feel you know, your our, love
1: for music and your love for each other
2: yeah yeah and and i hear it all the time i hear it all the time you know i've uh you know places that i've performed you know i have a really good friend and he's an engineer so he's always he's thinking i was really analytical about everything and he goes you know i was hearing this this uh i you know i i record covers you know online from time to time and he goes you know i was I was listening to your cover the other day and i thought man you know i, I wanted to cry he goes so you know what i did He goes. I went and I listened to, uh, I spent like an hour listening to other people do that same cover. I was like, you're crazy. He goes, I, I went on YouTube and I <laughs> and I went in and listened to like a bunch of other people who were doing, it. I was like, is that just Adelina? Or is that just the song? And it was so interesting, you know, cause he's, he's just like digging deep. He's also a musician in addition to being an engineer. And he goes, he goes, hey, you know, it was you 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 were transmitting something he goes and that's special you know and i think that's what it is you know it, it, yeah you know it's a gift it, it's a gift you know and i don't take that for granted that 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 we can we transmit you know that love that passion you know mm-hmm. uh, that we feel to other people that are listening
1: no absolutely And you know it's so interesting because that spiritual gift of the love of music is in your dna it is a genuine DNA encoded into who you are. And you're carrying the love of your ancestors with you when you play those music, you know, when you play the instruments and when you sing. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's your spiritual gifts of your family and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing it, it's awesome. So what I'm gonna have you do is I'm gonna have you share your poetic address to the nation. Everyone, this is the People's State of the Union 2021
2: poetic address. Go ahead. All right, it's our poem. Old children, now grownups. An echoing cry, they're they're singing, they're they're belting rancheras tonight. Telling old stories of rebels and narcos and love's sad goodbye. Remembering abuelas, abuelos, their words and and traditions and, and labor they bore, like mariachis playing the soundtrack of a people so central to America's core walking the tightrope of ancestral roots and an American accent holding fast to technology and handmade artistry to define their own path. Not the one that's been written, mariachis, ay mariachis, our collective memory singing. La negra, si nos dejan, tu solo tu, el rey. Los mandados, amor eterno, tragos amargos, recuérdame. beautiful. It's very beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for sharing. From the US Department of Arts and Culture. My name is Lex Lumeir. I'm a
2: citizen artist. Thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank,
3: Thank you, you, you for having
2: us. We appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. Absolutely.
0: Thanks for listening to Charity Network News with Lex Lumiere. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out online, or please leave a review. Join us again next week. Until then, focus on creating solutions and making a positive impact in the world with your presence. Be kind, volunteer, pay it forward and keep shining your love light.